0: We're back to Whiskey Hue, a podcast from three brown startup enthusiasts that pull back the curtain on business, culture, and side pieces. (laughs) Not that type. We're talking blockchain, e-games, cannabis, and so much more without the bullshit, and most importantly,
1: over whiskey. America calls Clyde Black, Athul Brown, and Anthony somewhere in the confusing middle with three brothers, various shades of brown, dead center, (laughs) moderate, (laughs) various shades of brown, bringing you the latest in tech, business, and startups. Mixed with a ton of sarcasm. Cue the music. Oh, come on, oh, man. Uh, nah, listen, I'm, I'm, so I'm a, a protest. I'm a pro t- uh, I, What were you doing last week? You were doing I, something that I cut you off. Yeah, I, don't, I don't remember. See, I can't, you know, like some of Because you got mad at me to cut you off. Why you this week? No, I don't know why. I
2: just, I couldn't really think of a song that I could say that we won't get sued over. Uh by, by putting too much of too many bars in, you know how it goes. I don't know how. I really, I really just don't know like, how it goes. Honestly, I was
0: just making just that. You
1: like Spotify, man? Give me a nickel every time you say a word. There <laughs> 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 you go. Here you go, champ.
0: <laughs> don't spend it all in one place. But Thirty-five welcome.
1: more streams, you get to ooh, supersize at McDonald's. <laughs> I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> welcome, oh, hey, welcome man. to the Whiskey Hue, ladies and gentlemen. We're excited for another episode this week. We're the home of business, tech, and culture, and we're going to be diving right in. Have an exciting right. episode, um, but before I do so, what's up, fellas? What's been going on?
1: Oh, let me cut off Anthony. Let me cut him off. He's me. like, "Hey, man, let me tell you something." Let me tell you something. <laughs> I, actually, I actually didn't have a "let me tell you something" moment this week. Oh shit! <laughs> yes. There's always a great story. <laughs> uh, let me share something with you guys, man. You're gonna love this. It's your boy Tristan Thompson. Oh, Lord arrived in Chicago. He showed up. He's uh, he's uh, 11 points in his debut, and like people are loving him already. He played against Atlanta Hawks and showed up like he subbed in um, but you know, I'm telling all my wife, my, my wife, my girlfriends, I mean my, my girlfriends. girlfriends, my co- Whoa. girl cousins Whoa. shit. Wait, that's enough. Hey. That's enough. <laughs> <friend>. Oh <Whoa. Whoa. laughs> no, uh, now I'm the Tristan Thompson shit. <laughs> <Whoa. laughs> <laughs> you know, my, my guy, my buddies' girlfriends, my you know, their wives and my cousins who are female, just don't go out. Tristan Thompson's around, <laughs> you know. <laughs> You're a target. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, and, uh, and he, when he when you know came in, he's the backup center so he's like the Chloe of this team. <laughs> you know what I'm, I'm sorry, man. I should said that. <laughs> I mean it's like at his wedding, right? He's like, I'm just here for the DJ of the cake, man. What's this what's this about the commitment? <laughs> no, but you know, Chicago. Uh he looked good <laughs> last night. Let's
0: go, let's go with that. <laughs> let's go with that. Let's go with that one. That's the way it started off. I don't, so, uh... I don't know how to follow that one up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> tell me something now, Henry. Uh, I, don't, I don't have anything to say. Uh, I'm just going, let's go right into the episode. <laughs> I had a song about this. Can I tell you? Right, let me show you something. Right, you love this. All right, so we had a song when we were in the studio, and this for a big artist back in the day, but um, we they never did it. But it was it was perfect for Tristan Thompson. I can't give you life, but I can give you tonight, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly what you are thinking, and he would have been perfect for this. Uh, it would, he could have been our mascot, man. He was <laughs> was it was a hot ass track, dude. I can't, I can't <laughs> give you. I can't, I can't give you what the the the, I, the rhythm was gonna be. Later on tonight, I'm gonna rock your body right, and then we're gonna go. I can't give you life. But I can give you, t- and then some funky ass yeah, rap like, version. I can like, give you tonight, like Charlie Wilson, man. Okay. It was R and B, man. That's that's what, you know
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, but- I want to book a fool for their wedding, <laughs> bar
1: sweet sixteen or bar mitzvah, call them. Give my sixty five year old at- <laughs> ass more money. The six sixteen, yeah. like something looks inappropriate. DM us. <laughs> and and follow,
0: I of Johnny Walker and uh, tickets to a, uh, a Bulls game. You got them. <laughs> Johnny walked to go there. <laughs> Lady drink. Lady drink. Lady <laughs> drink.
1: Lady drink.
0: Oh, so, yeah, so we're excited for this episode on the Whiskey Hue. But before we dive in, uh, we're going to talk about our whiskey of the day. Uh, it's one that I've been uh, drinking a little bit. It comes from the Buffalo Trace Distillery. We sampled some Buffalo Trace earlier on in one of our earlier episodes, and it was pretty good. This one is a little bit higher level. Um, it's actually on sale right now, so run in there and get it. It's the Weller CYPB Bourbon. Oh, we're gonna sip on that. Um, it's a wheat bourbon, and you know we're gonna dive in and let you know, you know, as we sip throughout the episode, our thoughts on it. But it's the Whaler CYPB Bourbon from the Buffalo. God, coming Crace up with
1: Listen, coming up on the this heads.
2: is this is a, 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 a Clyde thing because
0: Clyde be coming out with all
2: these exclusive things. They sent it to us a state, you know. So <laughs> we, we,
1: they wait, 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 wait. which door are you at? <laughs> <laughs> on that side, damn. Send one of the kids. <laughs>
2: They sent it to <laughs> us a State, and we just got, you know, we, we you know, us, our, us laymen, we got to go to our, our store and pick it up. And you know, he's got to he's yeah. drive myself.
0: There you go. <laughs> so, so, you know, this week, um, there's a lot going on. Um, yeah. There's a lot of new shows coming out, and it kind of sparked us. You know, we're, you know, at least AG and I, we're, we're cable TV guys. Um, we all met, Abdul Anthony, and I three media organization many decades ago and uh so like we one we kind of, one decade dude <laughs> I know <laughs> Shit.
1: You're, like, you man, t- you're only twenty two remember <laughs> yes. your podcast age is only twenty two remember <laughs> hey, look, it sound, it sounds better when you say many
0: decades
2: you you know? sound like <laughs> we're part of ca- what the, the the cable cowboys man wait a part
0: <laughs> wild, wild west oh, of cable hey, it, it, sounds right better. After. it sounds better <laughs> oh man but yeah so uh so we try to keep a close eye on the media world. Um and we wanna dive into streaming and streaming war. It's kind of a continuation of some previous episodes, but um I think it's at a critical time right now. There's a lot of moves being made. Um probably about a year ago it was ramping up. Everybody was trying to catch up. And now I think we're at a space where everyone has caught up and everyone has been um doing their own iterations of streaming and you know, we wanna dive into that for this episode today. Uh, you know, I, I'll, I'll kick it off. Um, I saw recently uh, Discovery, who's doing a merger, um, pretty much pretty much said that, you know, the spending on streaming can't continue at the pace and they're gonna not going to try to compete on the spending of streaming. And if you think about it, it sounds like he was directly or indirectly talking directly to uh, Netflix, yep. who, you know, over the last... Three to four years is averaged around fifteen to twenty billion dollars of content spending. Um, so you have to figure out a way to compete, and I think the Discovery team is put is raising their flag as they get ready for this merger and saying, you know, we're not going to compete on trying to invest in content at, a, at a, as a greater rate. So I'm curious to see how they compete um, and go from there. So you know, I think that's an entryway for the streaming wars and. Discovery saying, you know what? We're gonna be the sketchers of streaming.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Wow. Damn. Wow. They're like, no, I am
2: not trying to be Nike here. Okay. We're just
1: <laughs> Damn. <laughs> we're, we're, Feels
2: good, great. <laughs> we're, we're, we're half a step below vans. So, <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> so is, it, is it HBO Max is what they're emerging yeah, with choir, right? From ATT. Yeah.
2: That's a whole. That's a whole okay. different discussion, right? That's I,
1: a huge library, man. Huge well, library. HBO
2: Max. The, the, the key. Right? So there's the Discovery arm, and then there's HBO Max side, right? So HBO Max, the Warner. Warner has tossed. There's. There was one day during the pandemic. Once after HBO Max came out, I went to the just the library section, whatever. You know, the, the hits that Warner has were ridiculous, oh, right? That's so I go. I went down and I'm just like, who the hell's watching all these damn movies? Uh, but, you know. It's it, it, there's something to be said, like, do you keep on producing content at what clip and what is your return? Yeah. Right. Where HBO Max is, you know, most of these guys. All right. So HBO Max is not a separate service if you have it on cable. Right. Like if you have a, you know, a, a normal cable, uh, you're paying a 14, whatever, the 14, 15 dollars a month. You get HBO Max for free. You know, right. That's a, that's that's the difference of how they uh, how they played it as opposed to Disney. You have to pay. You have to pay that separate four ninety nine fee, even if you have Disney as a a service on your cable package. So, um, yeah, I don't know what Discovery. Discovery content is already wallpaper. Not Discovery. HGTV and the gang is already wallpaper television as it is, right? Like you, you you put it on. It's Hmm. like baseball. I I, and to all my baseball friends, to all my baseball people who are about to attack me, whatever. It's you can put it on and just and just keep moving. You know,
1: uh I think you can outrun most yeah. of them, which, you know, <laughs> <laughs> not making any kind of I, remarks.
2: <laughs> but but water but ATT as a whole is in a unique financial position. They're a highly levered company, right? Like so what do you you from a content spin side, you can't keep on putting producing content without that w- without the exchange of how you see the revenue coming in um on a in a highly highly levered company. I don't know what the heck
1: ATT is doing. Um But they couldn't compete, right? Like, I mean it's just it's that Warner asset, all of that, right? Time, AOL, play for a while, then AT and T umbrella. No one's gotten that right. It's like been passed around. Like somebody at an All Star Weekend, yeah, I'm just playing. But um, it's just been in <laughs> a lot of different houses. That's what I'm saying, <laughs> right? But the, <laughs> I'm just, so I'm like, for some some <laughs> <answer. Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, it's it's just funny that they haven't been able to do it. And like Netflix has changed the game for a lot of these folks. Yes, they have. They are out, they're like kind of like a Robin Hood. Hey, let's come in with a different model. So everyone has to kind of compete with us now. Robin Hood equally had done. Hey, let's get away with. Fees per transaction, which is great because then all the big guys had to adopt it to compete. Netflix, what they're, they're savage over there, man. So, like these hundred million, they're finding. So, if a film costs like roughly a hundred million, unless you're Marvel, right, doing that kind of clip, each film costs around a hundred million dollars. But now you can do, which is two or three hours of entertainment, you're getting whole series, which are like 10 to 15 million. So, maybe for like a hundred, 120 million, you can get an entire season. So, they're really loving that because you can keep people engaged, right, and drop them as a book. So, then you're getting like 10, Hours of programming. A lot of these other big behemoths are having to kind of adapt their role models as well. And Netflix is doing something, you know, the, the, like Shonda Rhimes, huge asset they stole from ABC. Look at the $100 million. Like Joe Rogan, we spoke about the other last week. She probably got underpaid for what she's giving them content wise. She probably got underpaid because they own the assets. They get the entire back end for decades, forever. She's getting $100 upfront, up front, which is nice. But then the, she's done. She gets no residuals, no backends. She does from ABC stuff, but not from here. So, it, she gets, so she gets they changed no the game. In? She's not going to get anything. Like, look at Bridgerton, right? I mean, that's a huge hit for them. And then what else? She just launched something else for them. Out of the box, like, I would have thought, like, she went from Scandal to Bridgerton. Yeah? Anna.
2: I'm matching Anna. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's- and that's supposed to be, and that's that girl from Ozark, which I love that show. I'm on it right now. Anthony, yeah. you're not talking about last week. Um, and, and she's supposed to be really good in that role, but like, They changed the game. So this is another thing they've done that HBO, Disney, and all these folks are now starting to copy beyond the whole, that metric is, uh, damn, what was I going to Oh, so usually if you notice an an original scripted show on Netflix, it'll be like three seasons long, and then they'll cancel it. There's a reason for that. They get a limited cap, because I know I've been trying to shop something, (laughs) get a limited cap up until three years. And then after that, if it makes it to the fourth year, their salaries go way up for everyone in play. What they'll do is they'll take a star out of that show, they'll cancel the show at three years and put them in another show, three years repeat, starts over again. That's what Netflix is doing. So a lot of these other cats are picking up on that model.
2: Interesting. Well, see the, the interesting yeah. thing. What I was wondering with the the Netflix their their model, their content model is what kind of um, triggers or markers they have within those contracts, right? You you know you hear you know it's, it's like it's like sports where right? you can hear uh, this person's getting paid. You know, at NFL, they, their their life of their deal is five years. You know, eighty-five million dollars, but and twenty million is guaranteed. Whereas you have to hit these markers, right? I want to know if these guys, when it comes down to like the Shonda Rhimes of the world, the Obamas, do they have these triggers? Like, hey, X amount of views gives you X points towards that overall total amount, as opposed to just this flat fee that that hits. Which to me, which would make more sense in these deal, these these deal uh, creation.
0: So here's the million dollar question or uh, observation for me. Netflix really doesn't share their analytics or data at all.
1: They do now. They do now. They're starting to. You know what? Finish your thought, then I'll jump in. Sorry, man. I
0: I, I was just referring to like a Nielsen's type media um, so you can understand how many people are watching, consuming, and essentially it was so that you can take it to advertisers. But on the other side, it's for people to see how well they're doing as a, a performance of a show so that they can go back and say, you know what, my show was the number one or it had this many streams in a week. And I've started, and you're right, I have started to see some of that, but I just don't know if that was on a, on a larger scale for like the top 10 or it was for every show and how many streams that it's getting. Because oftentimes you'll see, you know, this show was the most streamed in a week ever for Netflix uh, yeah. or North American, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, those like when Squat, Squid Games came out. That's yep. where I really started to see where, you know, they, they were sharing some data. I just didn't know if it was like a PR press release or it's was like an analytics style.
1: Um, so that's one of the million dollars. I think it's both. May, may uh, I take that for a minute? I think it's yep. both. So I think they're A, serving their investors, their new bound investors who came on the last year and a half because of the pandemic. So, hey, look, this is us. We know we pulled forward from in the future, our subscriber base. So this is what we've got, what we're, how we're serving them. So, hey, let's satisfy the investors already in, the retail cats. And then B, I think they're signaling, signaling, and this is more in you both, your wheelhouse is we're going into advertising models, maybe in other markets. We'll do a lower tier ad model. Um, I think because they're saying, look at the metrics we're getting. And I think they're signaling that because, you know, we talked about this. They have natural breaks in their shows where there can be commercials inserted, advertisements. Yeah.
2: Well, it, it, I, right. I wanted to, you know, from that perspective, they produce them to be sold down the line to regular broadcast networks or, or cable networks to be tossed on air. Licensed Yeah. To yeah. So, so the 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 nuance on this is is we so you have the discovery side with uh, under the warner media umbrella slash a t and t then you have you know of course the the o g netflix and then you have all these and disney who seems to be doing their own thing making everybody else copy it um uh, the the question where you know when we popped this up was i think it was you know we popped it a couple of weeks ago but we also i popped it it really hit my top of my head mind whatever during um, the uh, Winter Olympics, right? When, when you know, you had, which just by the, by the way, listen, I love sports. I could watch.
1: When did, when did yeah. it start? When did it start? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> it just ended. <laughs> exactly. I was just like, yo, this, I was like,
2: I, I texted him. I was like, yo, this has to be the worst. Like, I've watched other Winter Olympics before, and, you know, I'm, I'm not a huge fan, but, you know, there's a couple things like speed skating I'll watch. Yeah, you know, downhill skiing because it's just you know. Mm-hmm. But I was like, man, this sucks this year.
1: <laughs> so just like it's just they need to build them up like like you know they're spending time on the LeBrons and the Damon Williams of the world. They can build them up as superstars. They are superstars. They're natural, they're gifted athletes that we're not building up to be that way. So We're not I just, watching. I just aside. I just
2: think it doesn't cover a large portion of the country that people care enough. Uh, with that
1: and summer Olympics are always more popular because those are sports we all kind of grew yeah. up playing. No one's curling that I know.
2: I do want to try There's a curling place in the, in Jersey. That I, but ha- do not do that.
1: You will get kicked off this <laughs> <laughs> block. That's an automatic trigger. <laughs> Out of here.
2: But, but with that being said, because they, so you, you know, with Peacock, you, you had, you had the games, you know, and they had it broadcast mostly on NBC and USA and sometimes like um, CNBC. And then they put it, you know, you could watch it on Peacock, but it was behind the wall on Peacock, so you you had to pay for it mm-hmm. to watch it. And they did the same thing yeah. with the Super Bowl. So when people who 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 didn't have um you know regular cable and and regular they wanted cable. to watch the Super Bowl on Peacock, they had to pay for service to watch it. So I uh, oh, so wow. you know, because my sister got rid of her cable service, you know, and and they were like, yeah, we had to pay for it. We got to pay for it to watch Super. Bowl. I was like, get this, get the snub out of here. So. <laughs> so it's it's interesting because I think Peacock or Comcast NBC they have a different they have a totally different strategy and, and approach to streaming that they care about but I don't know if that's they worry about it being their bread and butter because there was a point where at the end of the day NBC was really focused on making sure they get that those those subscriber numbers and not really affect the subscriber numbers because the parent company Comcast needed those subscriber numbers to hit the overall the overall the yeah. overall metric so it was sacrificing their their you know their projections into the future um how they did you know and, and where they were going on streaming so the peacock launch wasn't the peacock launch kind of rushed at the, in 2020 because they were just behind the eight ball when with the pandemic they they weren't they weren't really on it right away it wasn't supposed to they were just got kind of caught out there and then you have paramount or you know it is paramount that's a new company name right it's not, no longer ramp yeah, firecom
1: v- yeah. paramount plus or something
2: yeah so you got paramount plus and and what they're going to do i dude, I watched two shows on Paramount Plus. Not going to lie, I got I kind of got into, kind of, kind of got into Navy SEALs, SEAL Team, SEAL Team, mm. and then uh, it, it's like a documentary a a show. It's been on for like four seasons, and then okay. 1883. Quite good, man. Quite good show. What is that? You ever, see, you ever heard what of um, um Yellowstone?
1: Yellowstone. Yeah, it's, yeah, pre- yeah. it's, it's a prequel like to Yellowstone. Back when they how they, how they oh. settled the West isn't that kind of not kind of kevin, yeah, Costner? kevin Costner was on Yellowstone. Yep. okay i've heard uh, i've heard i heard it's amazing the
2: 1883 thing was it it's, it's, it's kind of solid although we try to watch it on the samsung and that samsung act always acts up but when i go watch it on my apple tv box it works perfectly all right i digress Clyde, get yes, it under control apple shares,
1: apple shares. <laughs> hey, hey let me let me jump in for a minute so uh, I'm, I'm, i think we're doing a tug of war between netflix and discovery i'm taking it back to netflix for a minute so let's let's see what they're doing right so they've acquired, like, you know, license their libraries, right? We know what they've been doing. They're getting into the Christmas thing. That's a huge market. Uh, Christmas movies all, all the time. Hallmark and Lifetime compete on, that, on those clips because they're a huge market. That's 50 60% of their revenue on those two yep. channels. So Netflix jumped in. So they acquired Charlie and the, I always like to follow the dollars. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Miller World, which is comic books, right? They're going to get into that. They acquired this German company, which is a virtual production for, and they've used them I think for squid games and it's called scanline VFX and that will allow them a to use it internally but they can license and that consulting or that tech out to others and they acquired ABQ studios in North, uh, New Mexico where they can actually so there's less renting ownership now they have in, in some capacity and this can also be rented out to others so they're they're getting in the game and if you look at squid games man it costs 20 million to produce right and it's sat around for 10 years and they're them Disney, Who's the other player that can actually that is doing this? They have the experience. Um, Amazon, and they, they're higher, They're going hyper local and hyper global, meaning they're going get niche content from everywhere. Right. Because Netflix, this is their, they're the buff. They're the dinner buffet, whereas a lot of these other cats are kind of treating it like it's dessert, like Apple TV or something. Right. So it's like the whole full main course at Netflix content. So they're getting these hyper global teams like, let's go out for this good game. Let's go to Bollywood content. Let's go to Chinese content, serve those audiences. But then they're hiring local regionalized teams to really serve them well, because they're getting that flipping that out into translation into different languages and all of that on a nice clip. And it's working.
2: One. I, I yeah, still haven't so watched Squid
1: Games, by the way, <laughs> but whatever.
2: Let's,
0: uh, dude, that, that shit. <laughs> put everything else
1: down. Just, I got to watch. So
0: good. All right. Go for it. Sorry, Clyde. Go for it, man. No, I was just gonna say that. I mean, I think that's a good a good point around hyperlocal taking it global because the Squid Games was a prime example of that and the ability to convert, you know, the foreign language film and make it adaptable globally that caught on and caught fire. Um, and then without layer on there is is I think Netflix introduced podcasts in addition to um, yep. li- licensing of. Um, I guess licensing to create like toys and clothing and costumes and dolls and all of that. So I think they're trying to venture out, they're trying to invest in these franchises to make them much more similar to what Viacom or what's now Paramount um, where masters at. I mean, you take SpongeBob cartoon, you get toys, costumes, as they're following the same model. So, you know, the streaming wars, I think is expanding, is growing. You touched on Amazon a little bit earlier, which is the, 500-pound gorilla in the room where, you know, I think we should spend more time on that specifically because I think they're going to be leaning into sports. Yeah, Um, big time. NFL deal is coming up. Once they get that and invest heavily, then a lot of those people who are not, you know, engaged with Amazon Prime, getting the free service, they'll be hooked because you got to have your Thursday night football or your Monday night football or whatever they decide to take over and win. And then they'll be able to layer on shows because now they have some shows that you know from here or there it's okay, but Amazon Prime Video is not a must-have, must-watch. I think I think most of us, and I'll speak for myself, is that I have it because I get Amazon Prime and I want food and groceries delivered next day. And then, mm-hmm. oh by the way, if something good comes on Amazon Prime Video, I'll watch it. But mm-hmm. if you start to layer in sports and football and live action uh, content, it becomes a game changer and you know, I think they're gonna. They have a, a war chest that's big enough to compete. And then, I was just to make it a little bit more interesting. Apple's two hundred billion dollars that they have, and they haven't figured out video yet. They have some great content that's coming out, um, but they just haven't figured it out yet. Remember,
2: remember what, no, we, said, after- remember oh, what we said. Remember what we said the last time we talked about it. <clears throat> Again, they're going to have to acquire. They're not going. I don't. They're. They're not going to produce content back back and forth to, to compete their their service their, they're so they've, they've created the apple one bundle right now that that yeah. loops in everything all your services which i had to get and i had to report a couple of times like, hey hey this is my free month okay so I, I, yeah. <laughs> all my feedback for from, from apple music my cloud storage um i got the family yeah. plan on apple music actually and all the stuff but it, but the, the, to produce content like that's the that was the nuance right? we talked about Netflix and the spending that they're doing on content to produce the amount of content that is on demand that people need for Apple. Nobody can do it completely on their own, which Apple's done. Right. Apple yeah. wants you also to sign in, you know, you know, you know, authenticate through other services through their app, similar to like Amazon. But they're producing some decent content. You know, some good shows I watch and but you to to have a library where people stay on there, you're, you're going to have to bring yeah. in some other shops. And what is it, 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 MGM was being is being purchased by Amazon. Right. And and
1: yeah. already. So Apple went after them. See, they put a cap on it, though. Apple went after them in 2020 for like four and a half, five billion. Didn't get it. They sold to Amazon for like eight, nine billion, like a year later, just last year. James yeah. Bond's in there. Right. All that. So they got it because the money's. Apple has the more chest, the money, like Clyde was saying, but they don't, they don't want to overspend. The highest deal they ever done is three bill for the d- Dre <laughs> for Beats, right? Yeah, and and then they spun that into entire ecosystem, like part of their ecosystem, Air, AirPods and all that, right? Um, the technology, it's fascinating though, because uh, go ahead, I, I cut you up, finish your thought, then I'll jump in. I mean, the lifetime value is what we got to get at from an from a VC angle. I'm looking at, hey, what are you giving? And what are you extracting? Right? So yeah. Clyde was hitting it up. The, the flywheel effect, right? What Disney does, Netflix is trying to get into merchandising and all of that, and they're they've got the gaming arm now, which they should have been in that long ago. They're getting in there now. Microsoft's doing that. No,
2: but- I, 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 that's why I think they're <clears throat> there's going to have to be that pull, right? They're going to have to pull the trigger if they're really serious about the content game, right? Because, like you said, every time they touch something, they they create a new life for that product, right? They extend it yeah. past. They create that brand that that a, a lot of other companies just don't have that kind of power to do. They can, and then next thing you know, with, with the content angle, they're now they're now living. They were already a part of your whole life as it is when you when you when you have all the products at home, or on the go. But you add the content side of it, um, I'm pretty sure that you know that that that's going to change the entire life and trajectory on a, a from from an Apple perspective. And it's you know, Apple's it is they are who they are. But I, I think the content game is where they they need, of course, they need their work. Um to try to figure out what to go. MGM's gone. And 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 so who else is out there? You know, Paramount seems like Sony, Lionsgate. Yeah, Paramount's Paramount's who they are. Lionsgate's the game. It seems like to be the next the next uh
1: I think pick. Sony's the next largest. Lionsgate's like the next uh, smaller than them, a bit but, uh, Sony has like don't you know, they have the Men in Black series? They've got the original OG Karate Kids, right? Yeah. <laughs> which I, I love. Uh, and I think Lionsgate has um, they've got like uh, not the Lord of Rings, but like the other one, Hunt, um, starts with H, Harry Potter.
0: No, Harry, po- Harry, Harry, Harry Potter. Is on
1: Warner. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're um, right. Um, uh, I got it right. Man. Hunter, what is that one? With that, with that girl, the blonde girl. Uh, uh, uh no, Hunter yeah. Games. Hunter Games. Like that's a huge series you can spin off. Like, and just think about it. like what Clyde was saying, and this is where I was gonna go to because I love podcasts, right? I can't read, so I listen to podcasts. <laughs> um, for each of these shows you're great with numbers. These, you're great with numbers. Yeah. yeah, but each of these shows, let's say like you have let's let's go with Game of Thrones each episode drops, you get some celebrities to come in and talk about it. So you got the on-demand option to watch. You got the on-demand option to listen to. You got books. You got merchandise. There's so many fly flag- Let's extract. What are the upsells to this, right? And then you can sell advertising against that. So they should be doing this for all shows. I think someone in my class just the other day told me, I guess The Office, that can be funny, the mm-hmm. comedy from a, the 30-minute show. That's, I used to love that show. They do that. I guess there's two ladies from the show, some of the actresses that Rehash every show. This is what we were doing, and that's funny. I I, I want to listen to it. But that's a cool idea because that just engages people more into your content. Then you can upsell them on other things. Well, I just Marketing so time.
2: we the, the biggest thing again. I I, I go back. I just want to know what the strategy is moving forward for a lot of these other content players, right? Where where you know I keep on going back to Peacock and Paramount, mm-hmm. the Ps. I just trying to figure out where they're going, right? Um, I just I don't I don't know I don't know how paramount continues to compete, but they seem to be competing. Hey, there's there was a year yeah. and a half, two years ago. We thought they were, they were, <laughs> they were going to be waving the right, waving the white flag. Uh, but they're still competing. I don't know how, you know, from a content size, not like they're producing more content, I mean, better content, they're producing content, but yeah. they're, they're out there competing somewhat It's a free service. There's like three months, you know, they got the three, the two tiers, you know the ad, you know limited ad service, full ads, and and complete no ads. But I, I just don't know. Like we have Netflix, we had the we had the OG of the streaming side, but you still got these other traditional players who are still playing both sides of the fence. And that's yeah. and that's the and that's the nuance of the situation. We saw what Disney did, and we saw what they did with ESPN. ESPN, they were selling. They were they, during the beginning of the pandemic. They were going at it for like three ninety nine, or something. It was a five ninety nine uh, a month. Which one? Which one? ESPN Plus. And, and they, they pull oh. that price back and they're jacking it up because it's just not sustainable when it comes down to their to their sports mm-hmm. content and the rights fees that they have to pay for um, to have yeah. that model. But you, you got that side of the world that they're playing both sides of the fence. And from a Disney side, they have to play both sides of the fence. Streaming is nowhere near to the point where they can supplement the, their, especially ESPN, the sports rights. And ESPN has to constantly buy new rights. Um, from, uh, on that side, especially now that yeah. you have the NHL and, you know, they're looking at that and as a way to continue to grow, you know, I don't know what they're going to do with Monday night football outside
1: of bringing new hosts. Like they got Troy Aikman now, uh, Troy, Aikman. I don't know if I want to listen. I like Al Michaels. He was just the voice of it. Yeah, well, me, was, is he retiring
2: or something? They said he was, reti- he said he was retiring, but he might be, you know, there, there's uh-huh. talk of him going and probably might be going to Amazon.
1: Oh, uh, oh! Then they were talking about Sean McVay for that uh, Amazon. They're gonna make him retire. Cha- and come Cha- on, like, you know he ain't retiring, man.
2: No, he shouldn't
1: retire. Like
2: unless I don't know. All, all, all I can remember what, what? about Sean McVay is that house he has out there in, in L.A. during the. Remember, I don't know if you saw. Me. I never got the invite. Anthony, yes, tell so us about bit. it. Man, did you take yeah, pictures so <laughs> during the draft. During the draft of twenty twenty, they had the, everybody yep. did the draft at home. Oh, he did it. He just stood on his couch with the with the with the sun. <laughs> with the sunset,
0: yeah, it yeah, I
1: yeah. was like, I was like, I remember, yeah, like a big glass window. Yeah, I was like, oh, nice. I was like, how much that kind, of, kind of like Clyde got right behind it right now. <laughs> 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 see, I see the, the, the Rolls Royce parked with Bentley up there, yeah, the, behind me. You know, we got, we got, about we got about the Aston
2: Martin over there. Come on, we know how to get down. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's a Sunday car. It's getting clean right now. Uh, yeah. You know, what we haven't talked about yet is private equity. No. They're, they're jumping well, in the well, space. Well, private equity comes in.
2: You discuss it, man.
1: I love it, man, because here's the thing: private equity is a separate beast because you have to make money for your clip and then you can hand it off to someone else, get your get your investment out of it, hand it off to someone else who can write it under, under some other place. They they did some really interesting things in private equity. In private equity, Reese Witherspoons, whatever it's called, Sunshine, something love Sunshine. Hello Sunshine. That was like close to a billion dollars, I think, right? Eight, nine hundred million. And she's only done like a few movies, but it's her, the branding, all that star power. I'm gonna get into star power in a moment. So, like these traditional film and TV content players, it's great for them because, like, you know, I'm, I'm funding a couple of different content, like some, couple, some films right now because there are so many players that want to get into this space, right? But Blackstone is a huge group that got in here. And one thing we should think about, like, so why Reese with this She's got a huge social media following. Because I looked at why would they get into this space and at this clip, social media following. Then I thought about where were there some misses in this space? So I'm not – spoiler alert, I'm going to talk about Game of Thrones for a second. Khaleesi, yeah. right? If you don't want to hear about what happened at the end, that 35 years ago, before Clyde was born, uh, don't listen to this the next three, two minutes. But but Khaleesi, they were building her up to be the u- ruler of the universe, the entire thing. And that show was phenomenal. That series, I loved it. And at the end, they made her go cray-cray. and. It, Some other random dude got it, not even Jon Snow, right? But what could you have done with that? You build it up. What's your social societal influence if you build her up to be the ruler of the universe? What? Anytime Beyonce does a concert, Rihanna, Ariana Grande, uh, they can say, you know, you go from Sasha Fierce to I am Khaleesi, ruler of the world, right? Ruler of the universe. That's just a great branding play they hugely missed on, in my opinion. Um, and then just so much you can embed that in the, the social commerce play from the social media, you know, the societal fabric, you get ingrained there. You get half the world already lining up to embrace you and keep their brand flying. They miss that. I think that's what a lot of these things you get that with like, not Reese with the spoons in a direct, but like she's, a great actress, great producer, great director. I guess, and then, um, and then it spins off into. No, I'm not knocking her. Uh, I guess I don't, I don't know uh, but, about her. I just know. I no, I've, I've seen some of her. She's good, <laughs> but like, and then I, I like that morning show, and I think she's the producer of that oh, on, on, Apple, on Apple TV. Okay. That show was good. I saw the first season only. Till I get my next free subscription from Apple, <laughs> I won't be able to see the next <laughs> Target's offering it right now, so I'm going to get it. <laughs> um, I just up.
2: got to buy, new, so head- got I- buy new headphones, man. You might be able to get it for free for another year.
1: Okay? So,
0: so keep, keep diving into the BC, uh, the private equity side
1: because I, I want to hear more about that. So here's one thing what private equity does, right? They even have to make, so what they do is they come in, they'll take company A, gut it, usually lay off a bunch of people thinking, let's get you to profitability quicker, right? But they don't really have to make it a sustainable business. What they can do is sell it off to a larger private equity or a larger group. That's what can be done here. This content can be a play. They're just throwing a lot of money. But what they want to do is, come in. let's come in. These folks know how to operate. We're going to come in. We're going to act like we know how to operate. And we're going to play together and hopefully make a great product. They're going to extract. They get to what their private equity is also getting into, not content across the board, some music. They're buying up old catalogs. We've talked about this. Uh, Bob Dylan. Who sold Bruce Springsteen? Who, Ka- no, it wasn't Kanye. We're going to talk about him later. John Legend. Just, John Legend. I knew there was some R&B hip-hop cat. Okay. Yeah. Like 100 mil. That's might be low for him, yeah, right, considering who he is and his influence because he's in the Illuminati and shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> he's everywhere, man, because he's he's reached like Drake level, right, on the R&B side and pop side. So they're getting in there. They're like, hey, we can then run the rails and just dist- we can own distribution and get licensing fees forever. That's why this makes sense for all of them. Music is an easy layup. Them because you can put John Lennon's song in 40 different movies where one movie is only going to be on 40 different platforms, maybe, right? Uh, you're still stuck with that same unless you split up. But John Lennon, you can license the shit out of that stuff. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I keep talking.
0: <laughs> no, so so then as we think about it, right? So, you know, there are many streaming operators out there. Um, I think what we do well in this is we like to, you know, Whiskey Domus. Okay. Make predictions i think this is a appropriate time because so i think last time um there was a prediction around streaming was that amazon was going to buy uh amc theaters and create yep. ecosystems so. where you had the movie on um uh you have on-site movie you have experiences you drop off your packages etc so that was experience around that was a prediction around streaming so you know with the Large majority of streamers, you got Paramount Plus, you got Netflix, Amazon, Apple, Warner, D- Disney Plus, et cetera, et cetera, and so on and so on. Discovery. Uh, give me some predictions of where you think streaming is right now, where it's going, and you know what it's going to evolve to really quickly.
2: I I, I think I think cool. Peacock staying the same. Um, they're just it's just staying staying the same until Comcast has, has some uh, – Drastic subscriber drop off uh, from a, their television services until they have to kind of switch that model. But I, I wouldn't be surprised. Of course, they had their 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 options available. But as of right now, they ain't shit going to change with, with Peacock. It's going to stay the same. They're going to ride it out for the next Olympics. <laughs> see what happens there. Um, Summer, the Summer Olympics in what's that next year? Two years. Years and and see what happens on that side, and then maybe make predictions based off of how the how the economy's moving. Paramount Plus is like the is like the little engine that could it keeps on it keeps on ticking, right? Like we we thought they were going to fail, they were going They want to sell, up but somehow with with uh, Fubo TV and their streaming service, and then and then renaming the company there, I think they're in it for the long haul and kind of really figure out a couple models. I think Paramount Plus is just going to continue to take some of the CBS content side of the world. And continue to put it on Paramount Plus, and maybe create a different life for it. So I think that's a part of the strategy. Like for shows that might not work well on broadcast, they can put it on Paramount Plus, create a different life.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, Disney Plus is Disney Plus. I think they're they're going to continue their model. It's I, I think what the, the key for me when it comes to Disney Plus as well as uh, HBO Max is how they now transition back to the theater model. You know, keeping the theater product uh, moving. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know. I would love to see what they're going to do with ESPN Plus um, and, and and how they plan to transition eyeballs to ESPN Plus. But I don't think they really care right now because, I, yeah, yeah. I, again, it, it depends on these contracts, right? depends on what these licensing deals look at with the professional leagues, right? Because they, they want to protect some of their content as well on how they want to produce it, how, how, how they want it to live on different platforms. Um, but they control the college market, college content. So, mm. um, yeah, that's where I got, got. I don't know if that's much a prediction, but
0: what you got? Pi? So for me, I think, uh, Amazon comes in and start really doing their Amazon thing. Um, I really think they're going to come in what? and make some big diaper.com change it. Yep. Change <laughs> it to the marketplace. I really think that with the new CEO, who was a, um, AWS guy, a cloud, Amazon cloud, uh, Former president, he's he's at the hem. He needs to get some wins. Uh, I think the stock has been lagging. I think video content will be a, a extremely big play. They tried the medicine healthcare um, process that didn't really work out well. I think video is low risk, low legislation, mm-hmm. low kind of noise in the marketplace that they can get into and have some big impacts. Advertising, Amazon is probably one of the biggest advertisers in the world from a marketing perspective. You think yeah. about. Um, advertising on their platform, (laughs) brands, merchants, uh, dropshippers. They have to spend money within Amazon and their search platform. I think next to Google, they have probably the biggest and baddest uh, search platform around. So, you know, advertising is key for them. They have a ready set format network. I think them getting into video more and more figuring out how to leverage technologies to improve upon it is where, you know, the streaming I think is going to go and Amazon is going to, is going to make a big, big bet um and then and then next uh, next up i'm make a wild prediction here is Uh i think netflix is opened itself up to be acquired um if you think about the market cap it's pretty much cut in half from where it was 2020 at all time i think 2020 2021 with the all-time high the market cap is like 170 billion um right now um previously the stock was up 47 high was down 47 from the all-time high. So you know, someone like Apple can figure out a way. Um, they probably won't do it, but someone else may. You know, Amazon may, but Netflix. I think they're opening themselves up to be acquired. They've made huge investments, continue to make investments. So I think eventually they have to start making some revenue-positive moves or open themselves up to be sold. So that's that's where I'm uh, leaning for my streaming.
1: Uh, technically they could just continue running like a startup losing money hand over fist creating great product and service and then somebody could say hey if they get devalued enough yeah let's come and inquire them or they can part and parcel off some things there's some other things we haven't talked about like you could even do the partnerships alluding getting back into our the podcast thing why not have a partnership with like Spotify or something they're both losing money hand over (laughs) fist right but (laughs) But, yeah No, but you, if you keep creating value, somebody's going to see value in that. There's a lifetime value extraction. And then Amazon, let's look at them like that private equity kind of analogy I was in. Then someone larger can come in and acquire you. They can absorb those costs, right? And then continue this ball rolling. Uh, I think that's a huge way. I'm going to double down on the AMC theater chain. Uh, I still think uh, uh, I'm going to will that to happen. I'm going to will it to happen. I think that should be done. I don't know if it will be done. I think it should be done. There's a lot of revenue stream there for a lot of people. Um, I think... Some of these folks should get involved with like New York times. Right? We covered them in class the other day and we had a fascinating conversation around it with all like 35 of us. but uh New York times is a $7 billion market cap, right? And they are, they have cash on hand. Everything's a revenue stream. They just created the, acquired the athletic with cash on hand. Like the, no. they could have gotten low, low fee and you know, low interest rate loan, but they didn't want to do it. They went cash on hand. That means they have enough revenue they feels coming in. They only had like 650 mil on the balance sheet, spent 550 of it on, on, on the athletic; those things can all be some of the better quality products can be turned into content, video content, right? So they get There's a play there for them. So somebody could acquire them. Seven billion is not a lot of money for all of that. New York Times has. There's no reason for New York Times to be a company that's alone. They're, they reached their ten million dollar, ten million target subscriber target. They want to get fifteen million by like another three four years. That's still not a sustainable model unless you, you can't keep acquiring yourself into relevance. Uh, somebody's going to have to come in. I think they're a great asset. Andrew yeah. Ross Sorkin, you brought him up. There's yeah. a huge play with him in his event. That deal book is phenomenal. I love that. That's yeah. why I got into Like early on, I'm a fan. I loved it. And he's great content, and there's a huge play there. So I think there's some acquisitions that are going to ripe right to happen. And then get into one my old company, and they don't get out. Some of them need to launch this, and it's happening. I was at this company for a long time. Roger Roo, superstar. It was his company. He was the founder. Clickable TV. I hung with them for a little bit. You can actually, you we're, what you're trying to do, like at that time, Rachel Ray was hot back then. She's cooking with her pots on, right? And you <laughs> click on the pot, you can go and buy it online. Now you can start adding that to video Creamy because it's all streaming. It was all internet based before, where TV was still in play. Now, if you're streaming things, it's easier. Let me go click on that outfit that you know Kanye's wearing, or whatever it is, in his ingenious show, something, whatever it is. You can click on it, go purchase it. Amazon would be perfect because they already got the e-commerce play.
0: Yeah.
1: But, that's it.
0: So, no, I think that's that's uh, pretty good. And, you know, these streaming war conversations are very exciting to me. Uh, just, to, just you know, prediction of the future, leveraging our knowledge of media space and adding a little a little to it. So, you know, thanks for sharing, guys. And, you know, we'll continue. We'll probably be at Streaming Wars Part 10 eventually <laughs> on the Whiskey Hue. But, you know, I think the space is evolving rapidly, and we're going to keep covering it. So, uh, yeah,
1: That's this part of the show. And since AG and I mentioned it, uh, to do streaming, Clyde was way on board. He's like, man, of course we got to do streaming (laughs) awards. I'm just kidding. He's like, nothing's really changed, man. I'm still watching Scooby Doo. (laughs) It's kind of changed, Clyde. Streaming awards, 1100th episode. (laughs)
0: 1100. Oh, man. Yeah. So, you know, before we we get ready to close out, I'm going to dive into. Our exciting part of the show, shit you should know. Wow, um, it sounds like AG go, has something ready to go. You know, sometimes, sometimes the shit you should. I actually don't. Um, it, I, oh. I, I, feel,
2: I feel, I feel, I feel like this is like, uh, like school, all over elementary school. Like, oh, oh, Anthony, you look like you've got something to say. So <laughs> I ain't got shit to say. I'm tired of you. Stop picking on me, man. Stop picking I'm tired of me. you picking on me. I never did that. I went to I went to Catholic school. I never did that. So. <laughs> he was that
1: He picked on everybody else. <laughs> he was a bully.
2: Um, no, it, you know the biggest thing I had today, like from my perspective, uh, is the you know the, I just want to shout out the uh, Biden administration for uh, nominating uh, Ketanji Brown to the Supreme Court. Mm. We kind of knew knew that was the case. But you know, it's an interesting time. You know, there's a war going on in Ukraine and uh you know there's gonna be a battle. We know there's gonna be a battle some way, somehow, or her, or her getting into the Supreme Court. But um, you know, best of luck, you know, hopefully we can get her on the on the bench. Uh, because man, we need the 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 is it left? Left, left? needs some some kind of wins. I'm not, not saying this is uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna leave it right there. Shout out, uh shout out to Kataji
1: Brown. <laughs> It's good. It's good that they're getting there now because I think the way things are going, yeah, they're going to. The liberal side is going to get shellacked. It's gonna be shellacked at at the the end end of to year. shellacked in November, man, man. it's going overcompensating, overcorrecting. Yeah, That's what it's, we talked about last time. Uh, you know, People don't
2: want it. See, it's <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's the American way. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Overcorrect. Go ahead. My bad. Go ahead, Clyde. What
0: you got? So I got two. Uh, mm-hmm. One is uh, you kind of brought up New York Times and made me think about their most recent acquisition of wordle. Wordle mm-hmm. is a um, mobile app game that was created during the pandemic. Uh, husband and wife who were trying to keep each other entertained and they created this game and it, it just took off where you pretty much get I think six chances to solve a word um, each day you get a new word and you gotta you know fill it out. They sold it to the New York Times for I think low seven, figure. seven figures. Yeah. yeah, low seven figures. Uh, quick flip because it was it's been around less than two years. But just wanted to shout that shout that out because uh, the New York Times. And the second thing I have is for um, um you know upcoming upcoming uh, Super Bowl just finished. Um, Obj, everyone was talking about him taking his salary uh-huh. in Bitcoin. Um, one thing I did want to point out is he reached all of his incentives. Um, I think he had seven fifty, seven of base, took in crypto. He had all of his incentives, and I think he earned roughly around three million in total by hitting all the incentives. Oh, wow. Win the Super Bowl, win the divisional championship, et cetera, et cetera. Things that the NFL are probably writing contracts. That they know you'll never hit. He hit it this year. Oops. Uh so you know I just wanted to point it out because everyone was really leaning and diving into OBJ taking money in crypto it's getting crushed it's getting killed um and you know I think you know he has enough money to kind of hold and wait but I did want to highlight you know he has an incentive so that 750 in crypto that's has probably
1: 350 now um he he made it all right It'll pop back up I believe yeah <laughs> Good, man. I, you feel bad? The dude could have been out there partying that night, but towards his ACL. That sucks for him. Yeah. Right?
2: Feel turf. Uh, feel turf.
1: That's a whole other yeah, discussion. But he had a baby. He's got a baby. He's had a baby a couple uh-huh. days ago or something. So that's good news. Yeah. So he's good. Hope, good recovery, hopefully. Um, all right. I'm going to go Chicago and Chicago adjacent. Oh, boy. Kanye West and John Legend. All right? <laughs> Kanye put John Legend on Chicago the map way back oh, didn't know that. <laughs> well, he, he's not from he's Chicago. From, he was just roommates I, with his I, cousin. I he's from Indiana or something he like that, the, right? He went to Penn. Yeah, but we were like three and a half minutes from having Michael Jackson be in Chicago, but he went to Gary, Indiana. Damn it. You could have had him too. Damn it. (laughs) Claim all the Michaels. Just just claim everybody. (laughs) No, but this Kanye West, no matter what you say, and I talk about all the time. He's crazy as hell. That dude's a straight genius, man. It's appropriately titled. I'm not even talking about his- Documentary? Yeah, thank you, man. (laughs) I saw saw, saw you going. This this music streaming- Yeah, yeah, thank you. The music streaming speaker that he released- let me show you the yeah. functionality from a musician standpoint. So you get okay the album, whatever. If he makes two hundred, it's like two hundred. I am thinking about picking one up. I don't know if they're that backward already, because this could be a collector's item. What he did is he launched this speaker, and you can play anything on it, else on it too. But that's the only way to get the album. It'll be you know back to two thousand eight days. You'll be able to find it on Napster to Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. So, but what he was able to do on there is he, he gave you the ability because of the technology you know, to strip the vocals strip the, the drums, the, the percussion, the drum beat, and the, all the musician, all the music, strip it into different silos, and you can sample it and then replay it. That is a genius move because you get to every sample, and you want to sample your music, you get a, you get a hit, a revenue hit. So I, I don't know if you can load like a Jay-Z or a Taylor Swift song in there and it does the same. I don't know if he set his up that way to do it, but if he does that for people, because musicians, when we used to do that to extract something to sample a beat, it took some time <laughs> back in the day. If this does that quickly, that's a beaut. That's a beautiful thing. Now I'm just flipping this out to like, why can't a Nas do this, uh, or a Jay Z, Taylor Swift have a huge following, Justin Bieber they have huge followings, like Pink Floyd type groups back in the day. You you buy it as a collector's item, limited edition, and boom, you brand it, kick it out twenty years later. Oh, they
2: they don't they don't hold any kind of rights to that those beats and music because they are completely manufactured people, aren't they? Like.
1: Jason Bieber and his,
2: and, and his songs, he he's just, he's just sings it. He doesn't he just yet. sings
1: it. No, 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 exactly. <laughs> he's got no, no – The owners of the music, yeah. that's a huge yeah. play. And then they'll give him a cut, right? Just keep him happy. I mean, this is, this is a huge thing. And then, so, I, you know, I can imagine, like, there's, like, Jay-Z, Nas, what I'm talking about. Lotham and Gage was this huge Bollywood star who just passed away at 90-something years old. People would buy that sit up in a heartbeat. There's, there's huge stars like this. It was a nostalgia base. Now, John Legend, the other guy, Chicago Jason, He just launched an <laughs> NFT, a way to mint your own NFTs. And very quickly, I was about to invest in some other company. Um, I'm glad I didn't because this guy's just gonna knock him out of the way. <laughs> is brand new with John Legend. You literally can take a picture, music, anything on your and with this app, you can just basically create an NFT on your own and put it in the marketplace. And it's that simple. And I forget the name of it, I had it. Uh, it was, I just read the article this morning, but just check that out, man. They're, these big cats are making moves, try to align yourself with them. Align something that provides value to them because they'll acquire you. There's money. There's money out there. The more of the story
2: is – the more of the story where – that was a good point. A fool just mentioned a line that creates value because you, you don't exactly. have to be the guy who creates a big thing. You just need to create something that's additive.
1: Look, I'm tell you, exactly. And the money's I mean the market's tanking. It's going to be – we're probably going to have a recession if this whole thing kind of continues. That's fine, but it'll recalibrate. But here's the thing. VC money – They raised a bunch of money at a lower clip the last couple years. They have to deploy that. Most of that's not deployed yet. They take three to five years. As I mentioned in the pod, I've done it in my class every day. There's money that's going to be out there, but they're going to be a little bit stricter on who they give it to. That's all. Just provide value. Additive.
2: More of the story today. Create a company that's additive to something.
1: Okay.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I think if you want to sum up to this whole this whole this whole podcast, additive. Check
1: money, money, money.
0: <laughs> no, we got, we got two songs out of food, we got,
2: right. We're going, we we're, we're going to hear UMG knocking on our door. Somebody's knocking on our door. I'm like
1: uh y'all might have to pay some money. Right. <laughs> why am I hanging? Why should I got me over the balcony right now? Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. Aren't you in jail? Um, no, man. Shot forty-two times on the way to my house. Still he made, made it. <laughs> Damn like, it! <laughs> you can't kill this dude. <laughs> oh, shit. I didn't so, say that, man. Uh,
0: so as we get ready to close out this episode, I want to dive into our whiskey of the day, which was oh yeah, uh, that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> got got you. It was a uh, Weller's CYPB bourbon. Um, and, you know, it was it was it was a bit of a departure. It was pretty good though, actually. Um, it had like a like a sweet light taste. Uh, go ahead and do Go ahead, do what you do.
1: <laughs> I like that yeah, joke. Say, I know you. I know no, you. Had uh, that.
2: that was my joke. That, it,
1: it won. It, it, it's, it's, there, you <laughs> there you go. There you <laughs> go. Black. guns came out guns came out <laughs> <laughs> when you shoot me um, on zoom it's shooting at your own screen you know that right? <laughs> um, <laughs> you take the loss
2: <laughs> No, it, yeah. it, it, it was so, good it's it's actually you know it's it's funny like you know with, with everybody who drinks whiskey or bourbon you know that you had to drink you know it has to be a slow drink for you to kind of really taste everything but if you drink too much alcohol that day you start yeah. losing you start losing all the flavor you're just drinking the drink okay but this like, yeah. if you if you if you if you actually t- drink it you know and and try to slow down and appreciate the flavor it actually has like that caramel taste which it's strange mm-hmm. for me to catch to catch that taste uh because you know me i'm t- Guzzle! I'm a guzzler. That's why I don't go to my man's house. On, look what we did for this man. Look, this dude graduated, man. You're
1: like our Kanye West project, man. Uh, graduation <laughs> project, man. Look, this this guy was drinking wine out of a box when he first met. Ag, Tilt me forward, man. Get the last dregs. <laughs> that's still that's <laughs> that's on. still me. <laughs> <laughs> when well, you get your wine at Target, it's <laughs> the clear <experience> section. <laughs> oh, oh, man. No, I like it. Smooth. It's smooth. It's a nice smooth flow. It's easy going. I like it.
2: This is actually yeah, yeah, good, yeah. and Buffalo Trace as it is is a is a quality quality bourbon. So that, that, where are they from? Where it's, they like it's, it's it's Buffalo Trace? Kentucky, Kentucky area, right? okay. Kentucky. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So bourbon country. Yeah. 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 Come on, people. Yeah. We're supposed to act like we but know yeah, what we're, we we're talking go,
1: about here. Okay. We should so, go down there and just do like a a travel show. I might not be safe. Wait, hold on. Wait a
2: minute. <laughs> we're, going, we're going out. Three brown startup enthusiasts
1: <laughs> coming to you about business from a black and brown perspective. First time we go out. <laughs> yeah, first time we go out. Only two Two brown boosies. <laughs> One is in <a> critical condition. <laughs> Oh man. All right, clearly we right. were uh
2: tasting on this stuff and right. it's uh, time to call it a day because if we keep on going, we will get canceled.
1: I got a venture meeting at 2:30. This is going to suck, man. They're like what the hell? what are you saying? Uh, anyway, this is great. man I love this episode. Thank you, man. thank you. All right, this has been a whiskey new peace